Welcome to the revolution. Hello, and welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams, and thank you so much for listening. Today, we are going to be touching on some wild scientific discoveries today, and a few things that aren't scientific discoveries, <laughs> so let's talk about it. The very first thing is that the United States, uh, some scientific institution came out and talked about their ability to create potentially clean energy in an unlimited fashion. It was basically a, a scientific experiment that they've been working on for quite some time where they were running 192 lasers to try and see if they could cause nuclear fission, fusion, nuclear fusion, <laughs> not fission, nuclear fusion. And that could mean for us unlimited clean energy, which would be nice according to what the cost of gas is. So that would be cool. Although it's much better than it's been, I would say it's about almost half of what I was paying at one point over the last few years. Anyways, after that, we are going to touch on Congress introducing a bill to ban TikTok over spying fears. Oh my gosh, it's almost as if somebody recommended that, I don't know, what was it, three years ago now? Maybe four years ago? And now it's just a legitimate conversation all of a sudden because it didn't come from Donald Trump's mouth. And then... We are also going to be talking about Joe Biden getting a little upset over somebody bringing up his a quote unquote fucking age, <laughs> according to Joe Biden. He was pretty mad about that. And then lastly, what we are going to top, talk about is the craziest thing, which is a company that unveil, unveiled the world's first artificial womb facility. And if your face looks like mine right now, um, and it should, you're probably just as concerned as you should be. Um, it's pretty crazy, and it's uh, really, actually, really concerning. So we'll talk about that too, all of that and more, but the first thing I need you to do is go ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, if there's a like button around, depending on what you're watching this on, and leave a five-star review. I mean the world to me, it takes five seconds of your day. There's probably not too many things throughout your day right now that you could get some very beautiful, very wonderful karmic response from, and that is just by clicking a button on your phone. If you're driving, I forgive you. But when you stop, subscribe and leave a five-star review. All right, it takes two seconds out of your day. It would really, really mean a lot. If you hang out with me here consistently, you listen to this podcast, I appreciate you beyond words. Uh, but also I would appreciate if you leave a five-star review, head over to redpillrevolution.co.com uh, is for losers, redpillrevolution.co and sign up for the Substack. All right. The Substack's going to include all of the links, all of the videos, all of the topic videos, all of the episode video and audio directly to your email every single week, along with a little article that I write, depending on the week, um, about, uh, certain topics that we discussed as well. And that's free. doesn't cost you anything at the very bottom of that. You can sign up to be a paid subscriber, which just means that you actually uh, really appreciate my content. And uh, I think it's like $7 or whatever. You can choose to, to pay as much as you want, I believe, as well. Um, but I would appreciate it. All right. Uh, no ads here. Um, that's all I got for you. So thank you so much for being a part of this. And let's jump into it. Welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams. 
Red Pill Revolution started out with me realizing everything that I knew. Everything that I believed, everything I interpret about my life is through the lens of the information I was spoon-fed as a child. Religion, politics, history, conspiracies, Hollywood, medicine, money, food, all of it. Everything we know was tactfully written to influence your decisions and your view on reality by those in power. Now, I'm on a mission. A mission to retrain and re-educate myself to find the true reality of what is behind that curtain. And I'm taking your ass with me. Welcome to the revolution. All right. The very first thing that we are going to talk about today is going to be a fusion energy breakthrough which could lead to unlimited clean energy, which they're saying may just be 10 years away, which would be, again, pretty nice for everybody's bank account, although I'm sure they'll find a way to charge you in some way. But this is a pretty incredible breakthrough, and, and it's not something that I've been following, but it seems like everybody's making a big deal about it, so let's figure out why. <laughs> this says that U.S. scientists have announced a breakthrough in nuclear fusion that could totally transform our energy needs. And this is coming from the Daily Beast. It says the U.S. Department of Energy announced Tuesday that it has accomplished net energy gain, one of the ma most major breakthroughs in making fusion a viable form of energy for the first time ever. This milestone, experts hope, paves the way for a possible future of unlimited clean energy. Now, I'm going to give you my breakdown because I watched this release today on uh, YouTube Live of the U.S. Department of Energy discussing this, and I'm going to tell you what I think happened, and then we'll see how wrong I am <laughs> by reading the full article here. So from what I watched today, the U.S. Department of Energy came out and celebrated the fact that they potentially worked out a way to cause a net energy gain in nuclear fusion, which Sounds kind of crazy. It's pretty simple what they did. Well, it's not that simple, but it's simple to explain enough. To me, what it sounded like they did is they took 192 laser beams, all in this small little glass container pointing at a singular spot, the half the size of a BB. And what their goal was to do was to heat that little half little BB up to a around 3 million degrees Celsius. And in doing so, they would cause a net gain of energy, which just means that what they did is they put in, let's say you put $1 in on this side of the machine and $2 comes out on this side of the machine. So the amount of energy that they actually put into heating up this BB caused the BB to emit more energy than it had taken in. So 192 laser beams all pointing at this little BB. And that allowed them to create a, a, a small BB to turn into as hot as a star and emit so much energy that it could be used for other purposes. And what I believe they said is that it, they put in about two kilojoules of energy and out on the other side came three kilojoules. So a 1.5 times net positive increase in energy from what they put into this that they would get on the outside of that. So you can imagine all of the applications that this could be used for, 
But that was my interpretation of it. That's what I heard. And this could be used in many ways. Initially, it's going to be used for military applications, I'm sure, more than anything. But And they said that Biden hoped to have this in place, which I'm sure he has so much pull when it comes to nuclear fusion, <laughs> that this would only take 10 years to be commercialized, which is what this article here is alluding to. And it sounded like we were a bit farther away from that, according to the individual that was the spokesperson for the U.S. Department of Energy, which said that they thought that we were several, several decades away. And then they, they, the, the journalist on site actually even challenged her and said, well, Biden, you said Biden's goal was 10 years. You're saying it's going to take five, potentially three to five decades before we utilize this technology. How do you reconcile that difference, she said. Uh, and the response was all of, but, you know, that's our hope. We really hope to be using this in the future, but we can't say it really is going to depend on private investors and the private companies coming in and looking to invest into this. Sounds like they had somewhere around the realm of like $55 million or something. Maybe, maybe it was, yes, yeah, I believe if I recall correctly, it was 55 million. So let's see how right or how wrong I was by reading this article that actually explains it in a way that somebody sat down and wrote it out. So <laughs> they said, uh, this is an incredible, ex incredibly exciting result, said Stif Stefani Diem, a fusion energy researcher at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. She added that the breakthrough demonstrates how investment in modeling and detailed physics understanding is paying off with these recent advances. U.S. Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm told reporters at a press conference on Tuesday that researchers at the National Ignition Facility at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California were able to produce more energy from a fusion reaction than was required to create it during a December 5th experiment, hence the net energy gain. Now, this says a big quote here was from the White House Office of Science and Technology says that we have taken the first tentative step towards clean energy source that could revolutionize the world. This is a landmark achievement for the researchers and staff of the National Ignition Facility who have dedicated their careers to seeing fusion ignition become a reality, and this milestone will undoubtedly spark more discovery. Last week, they shot a bunch of lasers at a pellet of fuel, and more energy was released from the fusion ignition than the energy of the lasers going in. Wow, I was correct. <laughs> so, I uh, got that one right. Um, Aradi Prabhakar, policy director for the White House of Office of Sciences and Technology, said that the press conference, this is such a tremendous example of what perseverance really can achieve. The experiment used a process called inertial confinement fusion, which was involved which involves shooting nearly 200 of the world's most powerful lasers at a tiny amount of hydrogen in order to replicate the nuclear fusion reaction that occurs every single moment on the sun. The lasers use 2.05 megajoules of energy to start the reaction, resulting in the creation of 3.15 megajoules of energy. That's more than a 153% increase of power. While momentous, there are a few caveats. For one, the reaction lasted a nanosecond, so it's not quite the constant self-sustaining process that we see play out on the sun. The amount of energy produced was also a mere fraction of what we get from a regular wall electricity outlet. Wow, that's disappointing. <laughs> LLNL director Kim Badil also told reporters that researchers are still a few decades away from being able to create a commercially viable fusion reactor. However, this breakthrough is a consequential, if somewhat small, step towards the ultimate goal of limitless zero-carbon energy production. We have taken the first tentative steps towards a clean energy source that could revolutionize the world. 
Along with clean energy initiatives, the fusion reaction also paves the way for a slightly more nefarious undertaking, the strengthening of the U.S. national defense infrastructure. Marv Adams, the Deputy Administrator for Defense Programs at the National Nuclear Security Administration, explained that the net energy gain produced by the NIF helps advance national security in three ways. Um, this says is another large quote here, which says, in a world where we have fought wars over energy, energy resources, and access to resources used in energy production, fusion brings us hope and an amazing challenge. For one, it helps defense programs maintain competence without testing nuclear weapons. It also helps bolster our weapons deterrence. The breakthrough also jettisons the U.S. to the forefront of fusion energy research, serving as a signal to both our allies and enemies that we know what we are doing. I would hope so. <laughs> the announcement also included a few slightly mixed signals from the speakers, while Badil stressed that they were still decades away from seeing fusion reactors that could be used as a part of widespread energy infrastructures. Granholm said that President Joe Biden envisions a commercial fusion reactor within, within 10 years. Well, thank God. He won't be around to see that he was wrong. <laughs> uh, however, Badil explained that while inertial confinement fusion had achieved net energy gain, other types of fusion reactions, specifically magnetic fusion, which much farther along. Uh, it says that the foundational technology to begin to scale up towards a power plant is further along than the magnetic fusion community. It's building more directly off the work that's been done in recent decades at facilities like JET in the United Kingdom, the Princeton Plasma Physics Lab, and MIT. Nevertheless, Badil and her colleagues were bullish on the fact that the latest accomplishment was a major first step in providing out the vi viability of fusion energy for commercial purposes and potentially eliminating the energy woes that have plagued society since the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, it's funny how we didn't have energy woes until we decided to industrialize our culture. Uh, in a world where we have fought wars over energy, we already read that quote, I'm extremely excited to see what's next in this field as we come to push innovation and drive towards a cleaner, more sustainable and equitable and just future. It's interesting how they can equate it to equity and justice. So as of right now, it means nothing for us at all, other than the fact that they can really heat up a BB for over a nanosecond. But at the moment, this does nothing for us. It does bolster our public outlook from, like they said, allies and enemies regarding what our science and technology capabilities are and gives hope for the future that we will one day be able to also fly aircraft like the UAPs and UFOs that seemingly just blast off from anywhere in any direction at any speed that they want at all times without any fear of ever getting rid of their energy source. Hey, that would be cool. All right. So that's what I got on that one. It is pretty cool, though. I would say I, watching it, it was interesting, you know, looking into the the. there hasn't been too many large breakthroughs in nuclear science or anything really like this that, that we've heard big, large articles about recently. And so uh, it is interesting. I'll give them that. And it is interesting to see what we could be able to do with this in the future. However, it seems a little bit farther than... Most people would hope that we're actually going to be using this unless some people from the private sector step in and start to fund these things for profitable purposes. Because if we know anything about our government, it basically sucks at everything. And every $5 you throw into it, four gets thrown away. And by thrown away, I mean passed on to politicians. And then one goes towards the actual entity or thing that you wanted to. And that's a very, very generous percentage that I just gave them there. So... <laughs> All right. Um, this article comes from The Hill and it says the biggest five 
uh, takeaways from the fusion energy breakthroughs. And I'll just read you the headlines in here, which says it's the first time a net energy gain has come from fusion. That's a cool thing. It's seen as other another potential source of carbon-free energy. Uh, then the next thing it says is breakthrough positions. Breakthrough positions us or U.S. as leader in global quest for fusion. Fusion still years off from becoming a mainstream energy source, and it has military implications. Hmm. It says. Uh, this is a tiny scale version of the same process used to kick off a hydrogen or thermonuclear bomb, which uses fusion power to release 1,000 times as much energy as the bomb dropped on Hiroshima in 1945. That's terrifying. Fusion reactors don't contain nearly enough fuel to produce what kind of uh, that kind of explosion, and a thermonuclear bomb requires a separate atomic explosion to trigger ignition, according to the International Atomic Energy Agency. But U.S. officials hinted at military applications. Fusion is an essential process in modern nuclear weapons. And a milestone like this one has a strong argument for American military power. The successful test demonstrates America's world-leading expertise in weapons-relevant technologies while continuing to show our allies that we know what we are doing. I like how that's the quote that everybody, we know what we're doing. Like, I sure as hell hope so if you're spending $55 million and beaming a bunch of lasers at a tiny little BB to do so. Yeah, it seems, seems, like, uh, seems like you should know what you're doing. Anyways, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, this says that, oh, that this says that I'm going to take a drink of water. There it is so much better. This says that Congress introduces a bill to ban TikTok over spying fears. Interesting how somebody else, I can't exactly recall who, but somebody else seems to have proposed this several years ago for the same exact reason. But now, apparently, because it's not that so that 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 person, um, that so and so who did this, uh, now seems to be a good idea because this was a bipartisan effort to ban TikTok. And let's go ahead and read this article, which comes from uh, Engadget.com. Politicians in the U.S. and House, uh, the, politicians in this House and Senate have put forward bills to ban TikTok over worries China could use it to spy on Americans. And then it goes on to say uh, that American politicians aren't just restricting access to TikTok. They now hope to ban it outright. Members of the House and Senate have introduced matching bills that would block transactions from any social media company in or influenced by China, Russia, Cuban, or Cuba, Iran, North Korea, or Venezuela. The Anti-Social CCP Act averting the national threat of internet surveillance, oppression, censorship, and influence, and algorithmic learning by the Chinese Communist Party, wow, that's quite the name, um, is meant to shut down access to TikTok and other apps that could use theoretically funnel, that could theoretically funnel American user data to oppressive governments, censor news, or otherwise manipulate the public. <gasps> Who in the world would allow a social media company to use user data to censor news or otherwise manipulate the public? No, nobody would do that. Not, not, not the Lord and Savior Mark Zuckerberg. Not our man Jack Dorsey, now formerly known as Elon Musk, <laughs> CEO of Twitter. Um, we could never imagine the world, and then really it is. That's funny how it is now. Just basically 
Instagram and TikTok or Instagram and Facebook that are the the purveyors of Orwellian truth in the U.S. But the fact that this this is not being brought to light for our own companies is 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 somewhat comical too, because literally we just found out that Twitter was actually actively censoring and blocking the active president of the United States from utilizing Twitter while he was the sitting president for no reason at all for no reason they had no reason at all to do so so they made one up and that seems like a good it's absolutely against our first amendment and also is tampering with election outcomes right so so hopefully if this bill is being in, in, enacted we will see some type of backlash for the things that are coming out with twitter Although, likely not, because the government, as we also found out, was also involved in these things. So this goes on to say the rational echoes what U.S. political leaders have argued for years. While TikTok has taken efforts to distance its international operations from those in China, such as the storing of U.S. data domestically, critics have argued that parent company ByteDance is ultimately at the mercy of the Chinese government. TikTok could potentially profile government workers and otherwise surveil Americans. According to the often repeated claims, Republican bill co-sponsors Sen Senator Marco Rubio and Mike Gallagher tried to draw links between some ByteDance leadership in the Chinese Communist Party in an opinion piece in the Washington Post this November. At the time, 23 directors had previously worked by state-backed media, and at least 15 employees still did. The bill is also sponsored by House Republican Raja Krishnamurthy. That's quite the last name. K-R-I-S-H-N-A-M-O-O-R-T-H-I. Krishnamurthy. All right. In a statement, a TikTok spokesperson said it was troubling that members of Congress were putting forward legislation to ban the app rather than waiting for a national security review to wind down. The bills will do nothing to advance national security, according to the company. The firm added that that would continue to brief Congress on plans developed under the watch of security officials. The social network has consistently denied plans to track American users uh, or otherwise deliberately assist Chinese surveillance efforts in the country. TikTok already faces some legal action. The states of Maryland and South Dakota have banned TikTok on government devices over security concerns. Indiana, meanwhile, sued TikTok for allegedly deceiving users about China's data access and child safety violations. The lawsuit would fine TikTok and demand changes to the service info handling and marketing claims. It uh, says that whether or not the bills become legislation isn't certain. President Biden revoked former President Trump's orders to ban TikTok downloads and instead required a fresh national security review. He's not expecting to override his own order. And while the bill sponsor characterized the measure as bipartisan, it's not clear the call for TikTok ban that has enough support to clinch the necessary votes and reach Biden's desk. To some degree, the anti-social CCP Act is more of a signal of intent rather than a practical at attempt to block TikTok. Hmm. Yeah, so it, it, Trump already tried this, literally did enact this and banned TikTok because of exactly this reason. And now it's being proposed again on both sides of the aisle. And the only way that it would get enacted is if Biden himself said, oh, you're right, I was wrong. And the likelihood of that happening, unless he just forgets where he is and accidentally signs the bill before, I don't know, having to go... Uh, empty his uh empty his colostomy bag or whatever he he has his his depends diapers um 
I don't think there's much of a chance of this passing. But it is a signal to people, like it said, it's a message that's being portrayed and it's a conversation that's being had around TikTok. Now, pretty consistently, as this one of the as the most threatening social media application. I mean, I don't have it on my phone anymore. Now, I, the, a big piece of that is because I built my account and then got it banned for literally no reason whatsoever. Still have not received a response from them for that. Uh, 55,000 people that were following there. But that's a different conversation. <laughs> In this case, uh, you know, the, the when you go through the terms of service, when you look at it, and, and a lot of people have been coming out and talking about this, it is by far the most aggressive application in stealing all of your data. It looks at all the text messages you send. It looks at all of the photos that you have access to on it. It, it basically tracks you everywhere you go. It knows exactly what you're typing into search bars. Every single piece of information that is on your phone can be accessed by TikTok and by the Chinese Communist Party. So... Uh, you have to take that into consideration when you understand that the Chinese Communist Party may be our overlords in about 30 years, and it may may affect your social credit score that you, uh, I don't know, posted a funny dance on TikTok that got flagged for violence. Anyways, so there's that. Uh, I don't think anything is going to happen with this, but the fact that it's even being talked about, again, is good that it's in the public light. And any any at all pressure on social media companies to be more transparent, to stop collecting as much data, to start pushing our society in a positive direction as, as opposed to one of just straight consumerism and grossness surrounding the, the five to 10 second videos that it, it, once you realize that you're literally just playing, if, if there was a little lever on the side of your phone that you had to you know, use like a slot machine every time you wanted to see a new TikTok, I think we would start to look at each other pretty weird. <laughs> it's like, you, we are literally, we are absolutely just completely addicted to our phones and not even addicted to our phones at this point. I've talked about this before. It's the monopoly of attention through the large corporations, right? It, the way that the, the internet used to be 50, 50, geez, it's not been a long 50 years. Um, so the, the way the energy, the, the internet has been or was originally back in the late 90s, early 2000s, even into the late 2000s, was really until we got into social media apps, what, like 2006, 2007, Facebook started to come out. So it, it was the, you could, people would save bookmarks and go to the websites that they wanted to go to. Now people just go on directly to social media to get the feed of everything, everywhere, all the time. And it's this, you know, shopping mall of information as opposed to going directly to other sources. That's why you have a really big trouble with this downturn of, of, you know, website sales. And obviously you had the dot-com bubble, which, which maybe had a piece of that, but really what you're seeing is a monopoly of attention. And, and you see this everywhere. You see this with our, our food distribution, right? Yeah. There's a, a Kroger, a Whole Foods, a Winn-Dixie and a, a, I don't know, whatever, whatever the hell other places there are around this country that you buy food from. But there's usually only one in each area that you go to, right? The mom and pop shops have a really difficult time even being in the conversation, right? And that's not even bringing up Amazon. Amazon is completely taking over almost every business. And being in, in a, a business that utilizes Amazon in some way, shape, or form, it, it's crazy to find out that Amazon gets its business by basically completely undercutting the businesses that it's buying stuff from. So by being the 
largest distributor. It also distributes it at the lowest price, leading them to make the profits. And the company who actually came out with the materials and the product itself came up with the ideas, did the marketing, all of that makes less. And so you see this whole conglomeration of, of human collective consciousness that is all streaming through one to five different doors, depending on what you're talking about. If you're talking about food, you go to this place. If you're talking about uh, internet, or, or I'm sorry, you're talking about news, you go to these three sources. If you're talking about any interaction with any human ever, you go to social media. If you want to buy anything literally on the entire world, you go to Amazon, right? All of this monopolizing of attention so that the mom and pop shops go away, and the people who profit are the ones who are already billion and trillionaires and everybody else goes out of business. And you saw the worst of that when you saw that Target and Home Depot were allowed to be open while mom and pop hardware stores and mom and pop grocery stores were shut down, right? Because they have the biggest lobbying power. So. I'm glad to see any one of these big, I'm really glad to see what's going on with Twitter right now. All of the files that are coming out, the Twitter files right now, I think we're on like step five or, or stage five of those. The things that it's come out with more recently is that Donald Trump was silenced and, and blocked from Twitter for no reason, that there was cooperation with the government during that time, uh, that there was uh, initial tweets that were being deleted as a result of political affiliations, and then shadow banning was absolutely real and that there was communications happening back and forth between Biden's team and Twitter during the Hunter Biden laptop situation, right? And there's more to come. So we'll have to keep our eyes on that too. All right. Now, next, we're going to talk about uh, the um, ectolife, which is the 30 uh, or the world's first artificial womb. And then another thing I'd like to talk about, we're actually going to skip the Joe Biden being old thing because that's something we all know. No need to bore you with that. But I did find something on Conspiracy Reddit, which I found to be quite interesting. And it has since been deleted. So more recently, Project Veritas came out with a video discussing the dean of a very well-known school. Um, the man goes by Joseph Bruno at Francis W. Parker School, and he admitted to showing children sex toys in school during sex ed class, thinking, oh, look at this butt plug. Like, look at this dildo. Like, it's disgusting. The dean of a school, the dean, not a random 21-year-old blue-haired Antifa member that infiltrated the school system. No, this is the dean of a well-known established private school. All right, which obviously makes it even more concerning. So let's go ahead and read this. And, and now each of these statements come with receipts. So I will include this in this week's podcast companion. All right, which again, go to redpillrevolution.co or go to substack.com, um, or I'm sorry, redpillrevolution.substack.com. And you can sign up directly through redpillrevolution.substack.com. All right. So this says, just started a deep dive on the private school dean that was showing children how to use sex toys. Project Veritas caught the dean of students, Joseph Bruno, at Francis W. Parker School admitting to showing children how to use sex toys in class. The school has some bizarre policies in place, including segregation from whites from others. The school has come out in strong support of the dean. The incident appears to be a textbook example of grooming. The school is in Chicago 
and is expensive, with many famous alumni, including Anne Hench, who is reportedly investigating child abuse before her mysterious death. Anne Hench has been open about her abuse at a young age. There were also very powerful political connections and billionaires engaged in bizarre missions. They are, are connected to Democrat and Republican politicians. All right, now the first thing is the Project Veritas undercover video. So let's go ahead and see if we can pull that up first. And this is a video, again, just coming directly from Project Veritas on Twitter. Let's see if we can actually get it to pull up for us. Hmm, looks like it might have gotten deleted. All right, so you can go watch it yourself. Look up uh, Project Veritas, projectveritas.com, Project Veritas on Instagram, Project Veritas on Twitter, and you can find this video. All right, uh, but... It says that the school completely scrubbed their social media and it said that this individual who seemed to do a pretty deep dive. And again, every one of these statements has a link backing up its statements here. So I was looking through the list of alumni and donors and one name jumped out Pritzker. This family of billionaires was very actively in pushing sex at the children, sex change, medical procedures for children. They are invested in many medical companies that make the surgical equipment and meds for sex change operations. They donate to tons of medical associations, medical schools and clinics and hospitals. They have paid their way onto many boards. One member is, uh, is the current governor of Illinois. Wow. One member of the family is the current governor of Illinois. Another was the secretary of commerce under former uh, under Obama, and another was a former Hillary Clinton press campaign manager. The majority of their sex ed sex change activities for youth are coordinated through their nonprofit Tawani Foundation. The foundation is led by Jennifer Pritzker, formerly James Pritzker. Uh, and here, Jay Pritzker is seen speaking as a guest of honor at Francis W. Parker School, speaking to students about his transition from male to female. And there's an article about that directly from the school's website. And I got it pulled up right here. Um, it says military veteran, historian, businesswoman, investor, developer, philanthropist, transgender woman, and Parker graduate, Colonel Jennifer Pritzker, 68 years old, returned to the school recently to speak at Morning X about the importance of understanding the military's role in a democratic society. Wow, this is not who I want teaching my children. <laughs> And that is quite the introduction, by the way. Anyways, let's go ahead and uh, read on. It goes uh, on to say that Pritzker is also a donor and alumni to the school who's given millions. Note that Pritzker's donation to all sides, um, literally everyone, Rudy Giuliani, Biden, Bush, LPAC, Nikki Halley, uh, Democrats of Tennessee, Democrats of Texas, RNC, Tammy Duckworth, Labor Party, Farmers Party, Libertarians. It just goes on and on for decades. It looks like the family is just buying influence from everybody. Here is a very interesting article about Jay Pritzker's involvement in sy synthetic sex identity by investigative reporter Bilek. Comes from Tablet Mag. Another family, Tom, or another family member, Tom Pritzker, was recently revealed to be one of 12 John Doe's of being accused of one being one of Jeffrey Epstein's and Ghislaine Maxwell's co-conspirators in the underage sex trafficking of young women. Wow. So, 
I wonder how where this association comes from in the family. Uh, the Pritzker family is discussed at 311 in this video. Tom Pritzker's Epstein connection is discussed at the start of this video. The family is consistently in USA's top 10 richest family, but aside from Illinois, they have almost zero name recognition. Almost as if they're trying to maintain a low profile to avoid scrutiny and inquiry. Chicago Times and Vanity Fair documented several factions of the family's greed on full display as they went to war with each other when the patriarch died in the late 1990s, even though they had all been left generations worth of wealth. Dean of Students Joseph Bruno specifically mentions in the Project Veritas video that he has an unlimited budget and that the administration would not at all be concerned about exposing underage children to, at best, inappropriate information. The links I shared are barely the tip of the iceberg of this bizarre network. It goes much deeper and gets much darker. Predictably, there are already articles in MSM that attempt to preemptively shield any criticism, notably of Jay Pritzker, as transphobic or anti-Semitic. Some of the links didn't generate property. All right, cool. The very first uh, thing that goes on to say is um, have some a quick few little responses here uh, is somebody tells them to hide his IP address. <laughs> somebody says good work. Uh, yeah, anyways. So interesting that the dean of students that Project Veritas called out for basically teaching children how to use butt plugs and dildos is related to the Pritzker family, which is related to Jay Pritzker, right? Jay Pritzker was the one with, with uh, let's see, no, Tom Pritzker, who is related to Tom Pritzker, who was one of the 12 John Doe's that was being accused of being one of Jeffrey Epstein's co-conspirators. Wow. That is pretty wild. Now, I don't really know what to make of this, but I thought it was an interesting correlation between this guy and this family. Let's go ahead and see if we can actually get a little bit more information about who this guy is. Let's see the Pritzker family. So it's just talking about... Uh, So basically, the school was being funded by one of these people that are part of these families. And it's no coincidence that you're that somebody who was a part of Jeffrey Epstein's co-conspirators would be trying to groom children at a high school age. Uh, so that has since been deleted off of Reddit. You can't you cannot find that. You cannot find it on, on conspiracy as at least that came from uh, posted by Bonding Chamber was the name on Reddit. Uh, so go give that person a look and see if they come out with anything, because it did look like there was a certain amount of uh, information here that was pretty well, uh, pretty well dug up. So um, anyways, let's go ahead and move on. The next and final topic that we are going to discuss here is the uh, ecto, what is it, ecto life? Ecto life is the name of this company. Okay. And let's see if I can even get a company website for you. No? Hmm. All right. Ecto life had a press release recently saying that they revealed a concept which was the world's first artificial womb facility. So I have a video for this, and then we will go on and read some of this article here. And here we go. Introducing Ectolife, the world's first artificial womb facility powered entirely by renewable energy. 
EctoLife allows infertile couple to conceive a baby and become the true biological parents of their own offspring. It's a perfect solution for women who had their uterus surgically removed due to cancer or other complications. With EctoLife, premature births and C-sections will be a thing of the past. EctoLife is designed to help countries that are suffering from severe population decline, including Japan, Bulgaria, South Korea, and many others. The facility features 75 highly equipped labs. Each state-of-the-art lab can accommodate up to 400 growth pods or artificial wombs. Every pod is designed to replicate the exact conditions that exist inside the mother's uterus. A single building can incubate up to 30,000 lab-grown babies per year. EctoLife allows your baby to develop in an infection-free environment. The pods are made of materials that prevent germs from sticking to their surfaces. Every growth pod features sensors that can monitor your baby's vital signs, including heartbeat, temperature, blood pressure, breathing rate, and oxygen saturation. The artificial intelligence-based system also monitors the physical features of your baby and reports any potential genetic abnormalities. The pods are equipped with a screen that displays real-time data on the developmental progress of your baby. These data are sent directly to your phone so you can track your baby's health from the comfort of your zone. The app also provides you with a high-resolution live view of your baby's development. A special section in the app allows you to watch a time-lapse of your baby's growth and share it directly with your loved ones. Because babies can recognize language and learn new words while still in the womb, EctoLife growth pods feature internal speakers that play a wide range of words and music to your baby. Through the app, you can choose the playlist that your baby listens to. You can also directly sing to your baby and make them familiar with your voice before birth. Our goal is to provide you with an intelligent offspring that truly reflects your smart choices. EctoLife improves your bonding experience with your baby thanks to a 360 degrees camera that's fitted inside your baby's growth pod. You can use your virtual reality headset to explore what it's like to be in your baby's place. See what they see and hear what they hear. All right, I'm going to pause that right there and we'll, we'll listen to the rest of this because this is so wild. This company is trying to artificially grow babies in a warehouse. And they spent how many millions of dollars producing this singular video, which is like movie level animation and cinematography and CGI. Like they spent so much money producing this video that where do you think this money is coming from? And, and here's another more interesting topic <clears throat> besides the fact that how creepy this video is, because if you have you got to see the video, because what they're showing you on the screen is like this CGI like mimicry of what this facility would look like. And they try to make it look all cool and hip and baby pods and like, but you know how, like how disgust, could you imagine walking into this facility and seeing 30,000 babies lined up in like a football field arena, just sitting there in a glass jar 
on a shelf somewhere. And this, to me, just tells me exactly where they're trying to go with this. What is a woman thing? If if a, if a uterus is no longer magical, is no longer the, the 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 giver of life, and some cold, sterile glass box is where we're going to grow our children, then the, the the whole goal of all of this is is transhumanism. This is transhumanism. Transhumanism is here. It is. Uh, the, if you don't know what transhumanism is, it's basically humans trying to take control of our evolutionary cycle and push it in the direction that we want it to go. Not where God wants it to go. Not where fate wants it to go. Not where the world or evolution needs it to go. But where we are playing God we as humans are playing God by shoving a bunch of embryo little babies into a warehouse 30,000 babies deep as they minimize the, the, the power that is the femininity, as they tell you that your uterus and capabilities of carrying children means nothing. Meanwhile, they want to market to you so they can further commoditize children being born into this world because you know how much this is going to cost this they try and play it off like it's like oh this is going to help japan who has lowering numbers and oh this is going to help venezuela who's been really having an e coli breakout like fuck no this is going to benefit the celebrities who are going to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to have their son be seven foot four with the jawline of arnold schwarzenegger and the right hook of Mike Tyson and have their daughter looking like a Victoria's Secret supermodel walking out of the womb and they're going to spend $200,000 on it and they're going to give them a, a, a ridiculous sliding scale of IQ and all of the like this is going to become a commodity for rich people and that does not even touch on the potential of this because if this is being marketed this way right now this is already in effect somewhere in a warehouse in China in Ukraine in some obfuscated country that doesn't have real laws surrounding this that can do whatever the hell they want this is already happening somewhere that they are growing babies in test tubes and if you think human trafficking is horrible right now can you imagine what it's going to look like when a baby is born as many babies as you could ever want is born in a pod in a glass tube in a dusty warehouse in Ukraine And you can buy it on the the on Amazon and have it shipped to your damn door. And you didn't need love. You didn't need attention. You didn't need a relationship. You don't have any of the foundations of what it takes to be a parent in order to get this. You just need money. And the people that this is going to heavily affect initially is not going to be the, the, the downfall of Japanese uh uh, population. It's going to be the rich and the famous who are capitalizing off of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to curate a picture perfect in high IQ baby with blue eyes and whatever the jawline of uh, handsome Squidward. <laughs> this is terrifying, really, because if you think of it from a human trafficking perspective and, and you understand that this is already happening. You know, if they're spending millions of dollars doing this type of marketing for it, 
the CGI that goes into this video, you know that this is absolutely some country, some evil supervillain somewhere has a dusty warehouse of 30,000 babies all lined up. And what happens if this goes wrong? What if this already went wrong? This is this definitely this didn't 100% perfectly fucking happen where you just come out with a baby that looks great. How many, how many one-armed, three-nosed, two-headed babies came out of this type of experiment? And what happened to those? Because there's no way that they just 100% accuracy fired off this crazy scientific godlike experiment and we're just supposed to expect that nothing went wrong in the meantime when you were oh i don't know growing test tube babies in a dusty warehouse without any oversight what what in the world science is becoming like alchemists and dark magic wizardry and dark magic and that is our today's science between mrna gene therapy and test tube babies and bombs a thousand times the the efficiency and in, in, in size of what we saw in hiroshima being created right now science has gone rogue wuhan lab gain of function research talk about that again Right. What where do we draw the line? When when is it? Because here's what you have to understand. Science is five steps ahead of legislation, if not 10 or 20. Right. When you look at like le, le, when you look at regulatory agencies, when it comes to the financial markets, they are so far behind what is happening in crypto. That's what we're finding out with FTX. Right. They're so far behind and they're trying to catch up and they're trying to make legislation that, that, that helps protect people. And by people, I mean human beings, which is the exact thing that these scientific villains are creating in little baby test tubes in the meantime for proof of concept so that they can sell them to celebrities. So that those celebrities can have hot and smart babies instead of the ones that God intended for them to have. And then all of the weirdness, like, oh, pretend to be your baby in our glass tube with your virtual reality headset. How about, no, how about I don't want to do that? How about this is disgusting? And I draw the line at, at, at scientifically grown test tube babies. Like nobody, nobody asked for this. Nobody. Maybe besides Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum. Nobody wants this. Nobody needs this. And talk about fertility issues. Yeah, okay. You got you got a hysterectomy? That's horrible. There's there's surrogates out there. You don't need to grow a baby in a test tube because how many how many times what happens when it does go wrong? Right? What happens when there is an anomaly in their genes like they talked about? What happens when there's an, it's a it, it comes out with three noses? What are they going to do with that baby? Hmm. And if they're already doing this and somebody gets a hold of this technology, which they will, and some billionaire can, I don't know, like Jeffrey Epstein can grow babies in his basement. And this is commercialized. This technology will be commercialized. Just like nuclear submarines were sold off from Russia, this technology will eventually hit the black consumer market. The underground 
grossness. That is the place where people purchase illegal firearms, that people purchase uh, literally human trafficking occurs in, in drug markets. Like this will be a technology that we will have invented that will never go away. There's nothing you can do about it. And then you will have a future Jeffrey Epstein growing babies in his basement, all because you wanted to fiddle fuck around trying to see if you could what? Congratulations, you made a baby in a test tube. Now what? Nobody asked for this. Using a wireless haptic suit connected to your baby's growth pod, you will be able to sense their kicks in the womb and share this experience with your friends and family members. You know how else you can experience haptic feedback in the womb? I don't know, maybe be pregnant. Where, where do we get this idea that women aren't women, babies aren't babies coming from women, women don't gain their power from the ability to literally create life, like, they are stripping humanity of its sense of humanity. We do not need this at all. We don't need you to, to put a haptic feedback suit on for me to feel my baby kick. You know how I felt my baby kick? I put my hand on my wife's stomach. That's how you feel a baby kick. You don't put on a haptic feedback suit, you weirdos. Like, how, how many of the people at this scientific corporation actually have children? Because I would venture to say zero. Nobody, what, who wants this at all? And what stops this from becoming a slave trade, right? If you can literally clone babies in your basement and, and grow humans at will, why not? What stops these humans from becoming lower class citizens? And what stops us from becoming lower class citizens if they're just that much smarter and more beautiful than us? What stops us from becoming the peasants and they take over the damn world? And now because we weren't grown in the test tube, we're not as good as they are for life. And, and it becomes this whole war. Like you're, you're, we're, we're causing a domino effect in the future that, that was not intended for us. Again. These scientists are acting as if they are gods. And nobody asked for this. Be able to sense their kicks in the womb and share this experience with your friends and family members. With Ectolife, your baby will receive the best nutrients that can support their growth. Each group of pods is connected to two central bioreactors. The first bioreactor contains nutrients and oxygen, which are supplied to your baby through an artificial umbilical cord. This bioreactor also contains a liquid solution that serves as the ambiotic fluid that surrounds babies in the mother's uterus. It's rich of vital hormones, growth factors, and antibodies that sustain your baby's growth and development. Thanks to a system controlled by artificial intelligence, each baby receives custom nutrients tailored to their needs. The second bioreactor is designed to eliminate any waste products produced by the babies. The artificial umbilical cord helps the babies to release their waste products into the second bioreactor. With the help of a delicate layer of engineered enzymes, the second bioreactor can then recycle waste products and turn them back into useful nutrients. This way, the facility ensures a steady and sustainable supply of fresh nutrients to your baby.
With Ectolife, miscarriage and low sperm count are a thing of the past. Prior to placing the fertilized embryo of your baby inside the growth pod, in vitro fertilization is used to create and select the most viable and genetically superior embryo, giving your baby a chance to develop without any biological hurdles. It's amazing them it's amazing seeing them go through so much effort. This huge technological AR virtual reality baby with bio what do they say bio waste and and nuclear bio reactors and all of this like AI technology. You know what does all of this? A human woman. A human woman's body does literally Every single piece of this, it monitors them. It gives them the inf it gives them the nutrients they need. It, it, it protects them with the amb amb like it, it does all of that. It already does that. The umbilical cord does not need to be artificial. We already have all of these things taken care of. Thank you, evolution. Thank you, Earth. Thank you, God, for creating women, real, actual women who can make babies without a bioreactor. Just seeing the, the 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 lengths that they're willing to go to strip us from our humanity is incredible. And if you want your baby to stand out and have a brighter future, our Elite Package offers you the opportunity to genetically engineer the embryo before implanting it into the artificial womb. Thanks to CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing tool, you can edit any trait of your baby through a wide range of over 300 genes. By genetically engineering a set of genes, the Elite Package allows you to customize your baby's eye color, hair color, skin tone, physical strength, height, and level of intelligence. It also allows you to fix any inherited genetic diseases that are part of your family history so that your baby and their offspring will live a healthy, comfortable life free of genetic diseases. Say goodbye to the pain of childbirth and birth-related muscle contractions. Ectolife provides you a safe, pain-free alternative that helps you deliver your baby without stress. The delivery process is smooth, convenient, and can be done with just a push of a button. After discharging the amniotic fluid from the artificial womb, you will be able to easily remove your baby from the growth pod. Everything is perfectly designed so you and your partner can enjoy the delivery process. To ensure full transparency, our post-delivery free DNA paternity test helps you confirm the genetic identity of your baby so you can return home knowing that your baby is genetically yours. You don't have to worry about power cuts or carbon footprint. Ectolife uses highly efficient. Been sitting here with my mouth open this entire time. Their premium package? Choose your baby's eye color and their hair color and their intelligence and their genital size with our premium 2.0 package that only costs you an additional $1.7 million. Where does the where do we step in and just draw the line? How do, how do we wave our hands at science and go no thank you. Don't want this one. Let's pass it as humanity. Like we're allowing a a subsection of culture of humanity of humans 
to determine the evolutionary trajectory of our species without the consent of anybody. What is it? 0.03% of people, 0.00000001% of people have anything to do with this type of scientific uh, research. And then a much smaller percentage have anything to do with the, the, the actual enacting of this type of thing. And we're going to allow them to genetically modify babies and test tubes so that you can pick its eye color like it's a Tamagotchi. Like, wh where, when do we get a say? And, and, and how do we... Do, do we wave our hands? Do we got to go back and, and give the, the, the nerds a swirly again <laughs> to tell them this is not okay? Like, wh where, where do we get our input? How do we get to say, no, as a human species, we draw the line at genetically modifying babies in test tubes without human intervention? Because we have no idea at all what the implications are of this technology at all clean renewable energy consisting of solar and wind power the highly advanced pods operate with minimal energy needs making it easy for your baby to make it to full term without any complications And for those who want a more convenient solution, Ectolife is made accessible so your life can be easier. Thanks to our miniaturized bioreactors and long-lasting batteries, you can use Ectolife growth pods at the comfort of your home, allowing you to incubate your baby in your building without the need to visit our factory. Factory. By owning your special growth pod, you will have the ability to build a happy family, one baby at a time, away from any birth complications. The concept of Ectolife facility was designed by biotechnologist and science communicator Hashim Al-Ghaili. It relies on groundbreaking research work that has been conducted by scientists and engineers since 1950s. Tired of waiting for a response from an adoption agency? It's also weird how there's some, there's a few very slight but significant grammatical issues in the reading of this script here since 1950s is not a proper sentence. So the amount of money that they spent on this for them to have grammatical errors in their scripting for how this woman is reading this is, is kind of bizarre to me. Since technology that was being developed since 1950s, since the 1950s, I don't know, just seems off to me that such a large production would have misspoken sentences like wrong scripting that was put out as a result of this and they even said you could take this to your home like just don't come to our baby factory to get your baby we're gonna put the baby growth encapsulator directly next to your bed so you can grow a baby just like you can grow a monstera plant <laughs> this is just I don't even know how to feel. I do know how to feel about it. I'm, I'm appalled. This is the most disturbing thing I have come across in my entire life.
The fact that we are even contemplating this, the fact that we are even allowing this, the fact that this is not a explosion of outcry regarding this this disgusting technology that is being unveiled as a baby factory. How many baby factories do you think there are already around the world? And what is going to happen when there's a baby factory in in the but underneath Epstein Island, just pumping out babies to be whatever in the world they want to do with them, where they can even genetically modify that baby to be unbelievably beautiful and intelligent or stupid. Completely unsentient. But you have a a, a 10 model, Victoria's Secret model, uh, human that comes out of this without even the ability to speak or think for themselves or with very high levels of agreeableness and very low levels of muscular strength. Like all of the, the, all of the things that come into play with this and imagine a world where a government only allows you to do this through their technology. And what are they going to do to this baby to be able to track it moving forward? What if, what if the government's going to ban women getting pregnant and having babies at home? And all you, the only way that you get to allowed to have a baby, which again is already happening in China where they don't want you to have a boy or a girl. And if you have a girl, like you get one or two babies. And if you have more than that, it was literally, they would come knock on your door and take your baby from you. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that a government would intervene in, in the, 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 the outcome of reproduction. It's already happening. So we're already moving towards this. And, and what about a world where a government only allows you to go through their system to have your baby and every one of those babies that they put out when the background algorithm of whatever AI technology is giving your child sentience in this little test tube that is not from the universe or God, they just, you know, ratchet up a little bit more agreeableness. They ratchet up a little bit more, uh, I don't know, naivety. They ratchet down a little bit more of the, uh, I don't know, um, ability to think for yourself. And they ratchet down, depending on what your income level is or your personal intelligence or your social, I, your, your social credit score determines what type of baby you can have. What if that happens? And the government is telling you, oh, well, you only have a, a, a 420 social credit score out of 800. So you don't, you don't, you get an ugly baby that's stupid, is under six or is under five foot six and can barely speak for themselves. That's the only type of baby that you want, but it's the only, it's the only baby you can get because if you have a baby yourself, we're going to come grab it from you because it's not an agreeable Americanized test tube baby that you had to pay $100,000 for over a loan period for the rest of your life to have a baby. There's a really interesting place that our humanity goes. And by interesting, I mean completely dystopian as a result of this technology being rolled out, if it's even real. And I'm sure it is, just based on what we know already they were doing with the chimeras and all, all of this, this, this weird cloning and all of the things that have been going on in the background. <clears throat> So, and then there's even like arguments being done based on this that's trying to argue this use case. How 
disgusting. Now, there's an article that comes from scienceandstuff.com slash ectolife-artificial-wombs. And you can read a little bit more about this. I will let you do your own research. That is my... That's my thoughts on it. This is disgusting. It's hyper-concerning. Um, you know, just looking at this, a brave new world. No. No, a dystopia where you don't have access to children unless you go through the AI algorithms that are being implanted into your children's brain at birth, which you have no control over. And they're designing your baby around your social credit score. You know, whatever level of your social credit score, which is really just your level of agreeableness to the government, allows you which type of baby that you get. Do you get a smart one or do you get a dumb one? Do you get a pretty one or do you get a stupid one? Do you get a tall one or do you get a short one? Do you get an athletic one or do you get a, a weak ass little baby? <laughs> and it's all based off how, what, what type of that mean tweet that you said about Joe Biden calling him old. Now, now you can't have blonde hair, you can only have brown hair. And then all of a sudden, you, you spoke up about Xi Jinping, and now you can only have red hair <laughs> and super, super white, pasty skin. Uh, nothing against red-haired, pasty skin people. I'm, I'm pretty close to you. Um, but you can see where this goes. And, and really, you can't see where this goes. But you can see how dark it can get, whether it's human trafficking, whether it's social credit score-based babies, whether it's... Uh, all of these horrific ideas come to mind, and this is just scratching the surface is what is going to be the result of this. Totalitarian governments are only allowing you to go through their technologies, which have embedded within these children certain qualities that make them good citizens instead of self-thinking individuals. So, have a baby while you can, guys. <laughs> have a baby while you can with the same genes and eye color and hair color and intelligence and athleticism that the good Lord and universe intended for you. And on that note, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you so much from the bottom of my heart. Head over to redpillrevolution.co and leave a five-star review wherever you're at right now, um, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I don't think anybody uses that. But wherever you are, leave a five-star review. Hit the subscribe button. Go follow us on YouTube. I have a new Instagram. Well, it's my old one, but it's the backup that's doing pretty well right now. Go follow it. The Austin J. Adams on Instagram. Uh, Truth Social is Red Pill Revolt. Primary account, Red Pill Revolt. And that's all I got. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you'd like to donate and help fuel the revolution, help uh, me to continue the work that I am doing here, please head over to givesendgo.com slash redpillrevolution. Again, it is givesendgo.com slash redpillrevolution. That is the only income that I have from this podcast whatsoever, um, other than some uh, slight Substack subscriptions. So either become a paid subscriber or head over to uh, the givesendgo.com slash redpillrevolution, and you can donate there. I and my family and, you know, I would appreciate it very much. All right. So thank you guys so much. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day and week. Until next time, welcome to the revolution. Thank you.